Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the senior pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. You know, it's been interesting because a lot of times when we look into it, it's hard to look at ourselves in the mirror and find the issues we're talking about. It's easy to find it with, with someone else, our friend, our neighbor, our spouse, but sometimes it's difficult to look in the mirror and find it within ourselves. And so the previous weeks we've been started, we started talking about complaining, the pandemic of complaining that we have in our world. Then we went to criticizing, and the criticizing we're talking about is not the feedback or positive feedback, it's the one that we pull down people, destroy them. And last week we talked about lying, you know, which was kind of hard because some of us kind of fall into that area from time to time. So today I'm going to ask you to guess what we're going to talk about. And here's the title for the message today. Did you hear what Mildred said? <laughs> some of you guys are good. Did you hear what Mildred said? That's the question, right? Let me tell you about Mildred in case you're wondering who Mildred is. Well, Mildred is the church gossip and the self-appointed monitor of the church's morals. And she loves sticking her nose into other people's business. Several members of the church did not approve of Mildred, but they were too intimidated to say anything about her or to her. So they just kind of let her go. Well, one day... Mildred accused Frank, who was a new member at the church, of being an alcoholic because on the previous day, she saw Frank's truck parked outside the local bar. And so she didn't have any problems going around and telling everyone she knew and everyone that would listen that Frank is a major alcoholic. Well, Frank, he didn't have much words. He's not a man of many words. And so when he heard Mildred talking about him, he didn't say much, he didn't do much, he just turned and walked away. Didn't explain the situation, didn't defend himself, didn't deny it, he just said nothing. But later that evening, Frank quietly parked his truck outside Mildred's house and walked home and left the truck there overnight. How many of you know someone who gossips? Point them out. No, 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 don't do that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't point them out. <laughs> but we've all heard gossiping, right? And the question is, why have we all heard people gossip? And sometimes we've participated in this because it's been some juicy morsels, right? So juicy. I want to hear about that. I want to hear what's going on in that person's life. Oh, really? Is that what she did? That's where he went? Wow, that's interesting. And I think it's the same reason why we slow down on the freeway to see accidents. <laughs> and sometimes it's not even in our side of the freeway, but the cars would slow down to check what happens on the other side. It's like we are attracted to disasters and mess. We just want to see what this mess is about because it makes us feel somehow better about ourselves. 
Not necessarily good, but true. You know, gossip, which is our topic today, does a lot of damage to a lot of people. It causes inapparable harm to so many. And all of us here at some point in our lives might have or should have or could have or definitely have experienced someone gossip about us. Now, here's a scripture that probably you've never read in the whole of our scriptures. But here's an interesting scripture. In fact, this was interesting when I read it for the first time too. But Solomon, who is perhaps one of the wisest people on the planet earth, gives us so much wisdom, tells us this. And this is what he says in Proverbs 18 verse 8. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. And as I said, they're like juicy nuggets. You know, that's what he says. They're like choice morsels. They're like something attractive that we just want to go towards. But I love how the message translation puts it. It puts it this way. Listening to gossip is like eating cheap candy. Do you really want that junk like that in your belly? Some of us would probably say yes. It's like eating bad food, you know, because it causes indigestion. It doesn't actually let you have a proper anatomy. It causes you to actually have indigestion. And so gossip is so subtle. Sometimes we don't even realize we're doing it. It can sneak up on us. It sneaks us up us most of the time. And before you know it, you're participating in it. You're doing it. And you don't even realize what's happening about it. One person said, gossip goes around the world before the truth gets out of bed. That's what happens. Because as I said in the last few weeks, we tell bad news to 10 people, but we only tell good news to one person. Because as people, we tend to be attracted to mess. That's our carnal nature. That's who we were. We tend to want to know what's interesting, especially when someone is going through a crisis. It becomes more interesting to us. That's why soap operas are so popular on TV. It's all about disasters and who's doing this to that. And it's a big gossip session. Gossip today is even more prevalent because of social media. Sometimes we post people's business on Facebook. We share it with some snide remarks on Instagram. Or we try to expose someone in their fault by showing something about us that might be better than them. Someone's going through a breakup, you're a good friend, you pose with your spouse and say, what an awesome marriage. It's like a hidden dig. We do that all the time. Gossip can seem ridiculous and childish, but it's not, is it? Because I'm sure, as I said, many of you here have been hurt by gossip. You've been damaged by gossip. You've lost a friendship maybe because of gossip. You've been embarrassed by gossip. Relationships have been destroyed. Families have been broken. And lives are messed up because, as Solomon says, it sinks deep into our hearts. It causes deep-seated wounds that sometimes it takes us a lifetime to get over. Words are so important. We have the power in our tongue to build up or to pull down. The scriptures over and over again tell us we have creative ability. 
We have life in our tongues. When we speak it into our life, when we speak it into our world, we have the ability to create environments based on what we talk about. We can create toxic environments or we can create positive atmospheres based on how we speak and how we live. See, many times gossip is disguised as something else. It could come across as, hey, did you hear what Mildred said? We want to pray for them. Let's pray for that person. Because, you know, they're going through this in their marriage. Their kids are misbehaving. They're going through that. And actually, after all that, no prayer gets done. You're just telling someone's business. We don't actually get to the part of praying for the person. Sometimes it happens after church in the parking lot as conversation. It's just, I'm sharing my thoughts, I'm sharing my ideas, I'm sharing these. But it's actually gossip. You're pulling down someone, you're destroying someone, you're talking about someone in a negative way. That's causing them harm. Because you're doing it behind their back. You're not going to their face, you're talking about them behind their back. And we... We do it in coffee shops when we meet up with people, friends, you know. I don't know what they're doing over there. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know what that team over there is doing. I don't know what the songs they sing. I don't like the songs. I don't like the way they smile. I don't like the way they greet. I don't like the way they do things. I don't like the way when I invited over to my friends over to my barbecue, the way he talked about this. We do it and justify it. And we justify it because we say, it's true, isn't it? We're talking what it's the truth. It might be the truth, but it doesn't necessarily need to be talked about. Not everything you hear needs to be talked about. Not everything you hear about someone else needs to be carried to someone else. Just because it's true does not mean you have to discuss it. We take it to the Lord and not to the coffee shop. Right? Many of you know what it feels like to be talked about behind your back. You might have heard someone said this. That person said this about you. And you felt pain. You felt hurt. You felt the sting of those words that have caused you harm. Really brought you to a place that you didn't want to be in. But you ended up. I know I have in my life heard things being talked about me behind my back. And even my wife, Chanel, we've had things talked about us. So I understand how negative it feels and how painful it can be when someone speaks about you behind your back. And so, scriptures tell us again, I want to show you the scripture because this is what it says, Proverbs again. The tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruits. If you love bringing life, positivity, encouragement, being a blessing. A blessing is speaking life into someone's life. Giving them something to be positive about. Because the reality is that all of us have good things and bad things in our life. None of us are perfect. That's why we need God in our life. That's why we follow Jesus. Because he equips us and enables us to live a life that actually brings about meaning. And so we get to choose how we speak. Words are containers that carry emotion from one person to another. 
And we can fill these containers up with whatever words we want. It can be something that's toxic and poison that you give someone else, or it can be a life energetic drink that you can give someone else. Because those words are containers of emotion and sensitivity. And we, you and me, we get to choose how we fill those containers. We have the power to build up those around us or to pull them down. You know James, if you don't know anything about James, James was actually the brother of Jesus. And it's amazing to know that Jesus had a brother. He did. He had a younger brother. He had a few and some sisters too. But James was the brother of Jesus. And James in Jesus' lifetime didn't really believe in him. He thought he was a bit crazy. It's only after Jesus resurrected that he came to the realization that he was who he said he was. And so James ultimately began to follow Christ like all of us have decided to. Or if you're here for the first time and you haven't decided to follow Jesus, I encourage you to do that. But this is what James says about the tongue and our words. He says this, Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body. You agree? It's a tiny member. But it manifests great boasts. Small member does a lot. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and itself set on fire by hell. He's talking about one who has not come to the knowledge of who Jesus is and therefore has no ability to use their words to speak life. And he says, a small spark or word can destroy something. Most of us have come to know that on Black Saturday, there was a massive fire that did massive damage. In fact, 173 people were killed. 120 in King Lake area alone. Another 414 people were injured. More than 450,000 hectares had been burned. And 3,500 buildings that included 2,000 homes were destroyed. The RSPCA estimated that up to 1 million wild and domesticated animals died in that disaster. And that disaster started apparently from an electric pole that let go a spark. One tiny spark did that much damage. And so James is comparing our words to the spark. He says, one word can pull down a marriage. One word can destroy someone's life. One word can make a whole mess of stuff that even gets you in trouble. It makes a whole disaster of everything. Lots of forest fires have been started by arsonists that have just lit a spark and run away because they wanted to see what it's like. And thousands of people have suffered and gone out, been in disarray. Their lives have been upturned because of one spark. And he's comparing that to our words. He's comparing that he wants you to see the gravity of how much power your words have. Because when you speak something that's not true, or you gossip, or you talk about someone in a negative way, you are doing the same thing, destroying lives. 
And we might not see the physical manifestation of destruction like a fire does, but nevertheless, it causes extreme danger and destruction in people's lives. Just because you don't see them falling apart physically does not mean they're not falling apart internally. He continues. Because here's what, here's the punch. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praises and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. We stood here this morning, we lifted up our, our hands and we opened up our mouths and we sang praises to God. And then we go during the week and we talk about someone that we stood next to in the building. We sang with, we praised God with and we talk about them. Made in the very same image as you. Loved with the same love as you. Out of the same mouth comes words. We say we love God. We honor God, we worship God, we praise God, but then we pull down what He loves and who He loves and what He's created. And James says, how can this be? How can you do that? How can you use the same words, the same tongue, the same mouth to give God praise and destroy someone's life? Because God is not the author of destruction. He's the bringer of life. And if we, as Jesus followers, as Christ followers, have declared that this is who we want to emulate, this is who we want to be like, this is who we want to follow, how do we reconcile that vast gulf of difference between who we say we are and what we're actually doing? When it comes to our mouth, we cannot slander, we can't fill it with lies, we can't be, fill it with half-truths, because that is not who we are. That is not who we are created to be. And so the question is, who does gossip hurt? Let me share with you three things. One, gossip hurts the person it's been spoken about. Gossip hurts the person you're talking about. And again, Solomon gives us some insight. He says this, a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close A perverse person stirs up conflict. Because sometimes we like to see other people go through distress in a perverse sort of way. It, bring us, it brings us some perverse joy to see someone else in pain. That's what Solomon is saying. And a gossip separates close friends. Maybe you've shared something about you to someone in confidence in private, you said, you know, I'm going through this situation, I'm going through this problem in my life, can you help me, can you pray, pray about it for me? And what they've done is, they've taken that knowledge, they've walked away, and they've come and they've talked about you to someone else. While you've given it to them in confidence and asked them for trust, they've let you down and walked away. It causes conflict causes hurt. Maybe they've posted something on social media to expose you and embarrass you, cause you to be embarrassed in front of your friends and family. 
Should you ever find yourself the victim of another person's bitterness, smallness, or insecurities, just remember, it could be worse because you could be them. Number two, gossip hurts the listener. Sometimes we don't think that we're participating in gossip if we're just sitting there and listening to someone else talk about it. I'm not carrying it. I'm not participating in it. But it hurts the listener. Again, Solomon gives us, gives us some wisdom. He says this, Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. I want you to pay attention. He's not talking about the speaker. It says wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. Another way to put that is that if we are listening to gossip, it is wrong. Because we shouldn't be sitting there and doing it. And I said, sometimes we excuse ourselves because we think, well, I'm not carrying the information. I'm not participating in it. I'm not taking it to someone else. But when we sit there and listen, it warps our opinion of someone that we don't know anything about. Yeah. Our perception of that person is changed based on this person's information that might or might not be true. And even if it is true, you don't know for, it, for the matter of fact it is true. You've never talked to that person or you've never engaged with that person. But now you have this warped view of someone that you have no idea about. Don't sit and listen. Because when you sit and listen, you participate. And you don't have to feel bad to tell them, I don't want to listen to this. I don't want to hear this. I think you need to stop talking about this. See, when we listen, what we listen to, we entertain. What we permit, we promote. What we listen to, we entertain. And what we permit, we promote. Because silence is consent. When we sit there and listen, we are participating. Just because you might not be the one that carries information does not mean that you are excused because Solomon says wrongdoers like to listen to gossip. So we need to shut it down really quickly because what we permit, we entertain. We give room for, we welcome in. We make a little chair, we sit down and we entertain them. This is what I tell our leadership team all the time about gossip. How do you know the difference between gossip and feedback? Because oftentimes people disguise it as feedback because they go, you know, I just want to give some suggestions. I want to make some improvements. I just want to make things better. Is that wrong? I just want to talk about some things that we can do better. Well, here's the difference. If the person telling you this information, the person you're telling this information to, cannot do anything about it, it's gossip. If you're carrying this information to someone and they have no ability to make any change, to make anything, anything different, 
then it's gossip because they don't have the ability. If you're going to a lead of a team and saying, hey, I have some suggestions to make the team better and you know, want to improve some things and make some structures better, that's a whole different thing because they have the ability to make a change. You're going to a leader, you're going to a boss, you're going to a team leader, you're making some suggestions, you're giving some feedback, that's great. But when you sit down with someone that's not in the team, that has no ability to make any change, it's gossip. Because they don't have any power to do anything about it. You're just gossiping. That's the difference between feedback and gossip. So if you have feedback, well, about what happens at Transform, I encourage you, come speak to me, speak to one of our leaders. Don't sit down with someone else that's not in the team and have conversations about things that they can't change. That's gossip. sting so if you sit and listen and entertain you're encouraging it advise the person I can't do anything about this why don't you take it to the person who can if they refuse to do that then you refuse to listen that's what extracts you from the situation number three gossip hurts the speaker Gossip hurts the one you're being talked about. Gossip hurts the listener and gossip hurts the speaker. Proverbs again opens up our understanding. When arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip and you will never retain your good reputation. Talking badly about someone else when they're not around says more about you than it says about them. It displays your character and not their character. It exposes you and not them because you're showing the world who you really are. And the scripture says your reputation is at stake. What people think about you. When you speak about someone else, when you gossip about someone else, you're creating a picture of who you are to that person. And that person views you and looks at you and people around you begin to look at you as one who gossips. And what do you think your reputation becomes? Someone that's upstanding, a good citizen, a great person to be around, or one that gossips that people want to get away from. Your reputation is at stake. You want to be known as a person that can be trusted. So therefore, don't speak it. Someone said, we don't need to invent things with our small minds and share it with our big mouth. Gossip hurts the one it's spoken about. Gossip hurts the listener. Gossip hurts the speaker. And here's it all in a nutshell. Gossip hurts everyone. Everyone is damaged by gossip. In fact, at Transform, we have a no gossip policy. It's written in black and white. It says, thou shall not gossip. <laughs> I'm sure you can find that somewhere. The scriptures talk a lot about it. That doesn't mean it doesn't go on. You know, it still goes on. It doesn't matter how much you tell people. You tell people the speed limit 60. Everyone's not driving 60. They're looking around if there's a cop car and then they press the accelerator a little bit more. <laughs> it's like, it's just a suggestion. It's not really the limit. It's just, you know, it's a suggestion 
when the cops are around. But otherwise, you can do whatever you want. That's how we view things. But see, we don't realize what damage it does. But if it happens, all of us need to make a decision. We need to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger and terminate it. Get rid of it. Right? Hunt it out. Seek it out. And just get rid of it. So here's what I want to leave with you today. I want to leave you some practical tips on how to handle gossip. Is that okay? Some practical tips on how to handle gossip. Number one, here it is. Easy. Guard your ears. Right? Everyone put your hands over your ears. Guard your ears. Think about it. Who gets to decide what you listen to? Are you sure? Are you positive? You get to decide what you listen to. You get to choose what goes into your ears. You decide what you're going to give into, what you're going to listen to, what television program you're going to watch, what radio station you listen to, who you talk to, what they say. You can use your legs and walk away. Maybe you can't control what people say, but you can control what you listen to. Here's an easy way to stop gossip. It actually has some psychology apparently behind it. According to an online information thing, it says this. When someone gossips, you ask them a question. Why are you telling me this? Apparently when you do that, it makes them pause and think about why they actually give you this information. Why are you telling me this? Why is this information necessary for me to know? Is it important? If that question feels a little bit too combative, if it feels like it's out of your comfort zone, here's another way to say it. Have you spoken to so-and-so about this? Because that's who you're talking about. Have you spoken to Mildred about this? Have you spoken to John about this? Have you spoken to Sue about this? In fact, this is what Jesus asked us to do. This is Jesus' Jesus' words of wisdom. This is what Jesus says we should do. This is what he says in Matthew's documentation. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. Don't carry the information to someone else and say, this person said that, that person did this. No, Go to the person and ask them. Go right up to their face and ask them. Because, again, I'm just killing proverbs today. A gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang around with chatterers. That's what Proverbs 20 says. A gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang around with chatterers. You get to decide what you listen to. You get to make decisions on who you want to be around. Let me say this to you. Your friends determine the quality and direction of your life. You are the sum total of your closest friends. And if this is who your friends are, this is who you are. I don't need to know what you're like. If I see your friends, I can tell you who you are. Because that's who you are. The sum total of your friends. Because what you hang around, you become. 
what you encourage or participate in, you eventually become. Your friends determine the direction and quality of your life. Number two, close your mouth. It's not hard, is it? It's not some world-shattering revelation. It's simple stuff. Guard your ears, close your mouth. We're all going to learn a scripture today. Ready? We're going to memorize it. If you've never memorized the scripture, we're going to all go to transform kids' world and be like the kids. You ready? All right, hopefully the team will get this up there. Proverbs 21, 23. We're all going to read it together. It's quite simple. All right, so you don't have to complicate it. We're ready to go. They're still waiting. Let's put it up on the screen. Here it is. Let's read together. Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut. Is that hard? And you will stay out of here we go. Let's repeat it again. Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of... Isn't that great? Isn't that blunt? Isn't that... I love Solomon. He's just so blunt. Keep your mouth shut. You won't get in trouble. Because James says, our words can destroy lives. So if you're not opening up your mouth to speak about someone, you're not causing any trouble. Simple stuff. But amazing advice. Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. It's not complicated. It's not rocket science. It's not brain surgery. It's good advice. This is what we all need to memorize. This is what we need to teach our kids so they grow up in the right way. And most of us, we need to teach ourselves before we teach our kids the scripture. Ask ourselves before you start talking, would you want someone to say the same thing about you? Would you want someone to say the same thing about you? If the answer is no, then let's not do it for ourselves. See, the reality is sometimes we have an unhealthy desire to be better than someone else and we want them to be less off than we are. So when we speak about them in a negative way, we make ourselves feel better and them look bad. And that's what we want. Gossip claims, I'm strong because they are weak. But as Jesus followers, we say, I am weak because he is strong. That's the whole difference. All of us don't have to compete with one another. We don't have to pull each other down to make ourselves look better because we're all wonderfully and uniquely created by God. And you and you and you and me, all of us have a perfect purpose. God has created us uniquely. There's no duplicates in God's creation. We're all uniquely designed to be what God has called us to be. And we don't have to compete. We don't have to put down. We don't have to talk about someone else because all of us have been given a unique ability from God. You are to be complementary and not at odds. We are to be building up people and not destroying people. We are to be life givers and not life takers. We are to be people of sound words words and great actions and not people of weak words and no actions. That's who we are. We are transformers. We transform people around us. We transform the world. We talk life and not death. We took liberty and not captivity. That's who we are. That's who God called us to be. 
Because the reality is, where we go, God goes. Where we live, God lives because He lives in us. What we speak, we have the creative ability to speak into life because we are creative beings created in the image of the Creator of the world. Amen. We create atmospheres, we create situations, and we can create an environment where people are loved and accepted, or we can create an environment where people are rejected and despised. We get to decide. We choose. We don't speak the enemy's lies because that's his native language. We speak life because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So this morning, as we bring this series to a close, I want to ask yourself, or ask yourself a question. What do you want to be known for? What reputation do you want to build? What's at stake in your life? How do people view you? What do you want people to say about you? That you're a gossip? That you're a backtalker? That you're a betrayer? Or are you building atmosphere that's conducive to people speaking about you as one who speaks encouragement, who speaks life, who speaks liberty, who speaks freedom. Who do you want to be known as? See, gossip claims, I'm strong because they're weak. But the gospel proclaims, I am weak because he is strong. So let's be life givers. Let's bring freedom to those around us. In our homes, in our families, in our workplaces, in our environments, wherever we be, wherever we are, wherever we go, we carry life with us. Let's bring life, liberty, and freedom because that's who Jesus is. Amen. Amen. So before we pray, I have two questions for you, like I always do. If you implement them, if you take them away, this is something you can take away and implement during the week. I encourage you to do it, because you can carry what you've learned today into your week. And as you do it, you actually become like Jesus. Number one, how can we put into practice what we have learned today about gossip? What practical things... What can you do? What can you put in your life? What can you cut out of your life? What can you try to improve on? What can you try to take out if you find yourself in this area? What can you put into practice what we've learned today? Number two, which is more practical, how will you deal with someone who comes to you with gossip? Right? We've talked about that today, but how are you going to actually deal with this? How are you going to deal with someone who comes to you with gossip? What are you going to say? What are you going to do? Are you going to entertain? Are you going to promote? Are you going to sit and listen? Or are you going to shut it down? What are you actually going to do? And like all of us, we want to value our life. We want to value the lives around us. 
And we definitely want to honor God. Because we want to be, and I think all of us do innately want to be better than we are now right now. It's a, it's a search, it's a constant step of improvement in our life. And the scriptures give us so much encouragement, so much advice, so much stop signs as to don't go down this path. It's up to us what we take on board and implement. So as we come to the close of the series, we talked about complaining, we talked about criticizing, we talked about lying, and we talked about gossip. And it's a real practical series, me and my big mouth. And that's why it says me and my big mouth. It's not you're the gossip. Let's examine ourselves in the mirror because it's the hardest thing to do. It's easy to see, as I said before, in someone else. It's difficult to see ourselves in the mirror. So before we point to someone else's fault, let's examine ourselves. Jesus said it this way, and I said this last week. Before you try to take out the, the whole trunk or tree from someone else's eye or the speck in someone else's eye, check out the tree trunk in your eye. So let's be people who follow Jesus, not just in our words on a Sunday morning, but right through the week, in our lives, in our families, in our situation. So let's stand this morning as we come to a close. I want to pray for us. Is that okay? I want to pray for you. I want to pray for your family. I want to pray for you. If you've been hurt, maybe you've been at a place and someone spoke bad about you. Maybe you've been at a church before and someone spoke bad about you. And I want to apologize. I know I've never been to that church, but all of us are supposed to be the body of Christ. And if you've been hurt at a church, I apologize on behalf of that. That's not what a church is supposed to be like. It's supposed to be a place where you're loved and embraced, regardless of your faults. And a transform, that's what we aspire to be. Do we have it perfect? No, we don't. But we're trying to be what God wants us to be. And so at this place, you'll be loved, you'll be embraced. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to look perfect. You don't have to talk perfect. But we want you to know that this is a place where you can be on a journey with us. Because all of us are on the journey. We might be at different points in that journey, but we're all on the same journey. And so you'll be loved and embraced. And for those of us, as I said, who've been hurt, I want to pray for you that God will help you forgive. Because forgiveness doesn't let the other person off the hook. It sets you free. I want to pray for those of us that might have spoken inadvertent words, might have spoken things that we shouldn't have, that have caused people to be hurt and damaged and feel insignificant. I want to pray that God will fill our mouths with His words of life, that where we go and what we do and how we speak comes from Him, and not from our own ambitions, but from God's power of life and liberty. So wherever you are, would you join me in praying? Would you lift your hands with me as we lift it to God, our Heavenly Father? Hello again, and thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? 
This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.